Crystal Ledesma is the manager of the email design system at Zillow, which is a real estate marketplace based in the States. She's done a lot of work getting the email design system off the ground at Zillow. So in this episode, we're talking about how she's managed to do that and what the challenges were along the way. Now, full disclosure, the team at Zillow used Taxi to create their email campaigns, but we've tried to make sure this isn't just a big advert for Taxi. This is Email Talk, podcast for email geeks by email geeks about how to be a better email geek. I'm Elliot Ross from Action Rocket and Taxi for Email, and I'm your host. So Crystal, tell me three things about you. Three things. Um, I once spoke to the rapper Eminem over the phone. (laughs) Cool. Uh, As opposed to any other M&M that might be out there. <laughs> <laughs> just in case, just in case, I have to clarify. Um, used to teach spin classes at a local gym. Okay. And uh, once ran a blog all about geeky fashion. So think uh, clothing, Star Wars specific though, or video games or comic book related clothing. Okay, those interesting. Three things. Cool. So one of those things is a lie. So we'll talk about which one is the lie at the end. I'm going to try and guess one of those. Now I know a bit about you, so I don't know which one is is which. I'm going to think about that. <laughs> cool. Um, so um, you've been in email for quite a while. Like I, I think I bumped into you at one of the fairly early Litmus conferences um, a few years ago. Um, but yeah, how how did you? Uh, yeah, no one kind of. I've said this every time, and maybe you're going to be the first person that's like, yes, I set out at three years old to be be the email geek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, no one really sets out to do email. Email kind of chooses us. So what's how did you end up here um, doing, uh, yeah, email design systems um, and, yeah. and sort of leading the way? Yeah, um, it really was just a serendipitous meeting um i was at my boyfriend's holiday party who's not my husband but boyfriend at the time (laughs) and just chit-chatting with people it was a few months after i finished going back to school um mostly went back to school because i realized web development was a thing that people have jobs in uh and realized why am i not doing that and decided to go back to school because i never finished and finished a few months later the holiday party and mingling with people and his co-workers boyfriend um, lots of re- references to different people in this, <laughs> so but happened sense. to be sitting Boyfriends, next to me. co-workers. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happened to be sitting next to me and, you know, everybody's chatting and start talking about what we do. And I mentioned, I just finished school and, and web development focus and design as well. And, and he said, have you ever thought about email? Ah. And I said, no, I've never thought about email. <laughs> <laughs> um, not at all. But he was kind of explaining to me how the, the HTML, CSS is the same foundation. You just do it a little differently. And would I ever be interested in checking it out and mm. exchange information and, and went from there. And instead of going into web development out the gate, I went into email. Oh, so a few people have kind of talked about this and, you know, it's always, like, oh, I was given email or no one else um, wanted to do it or you know, whatever. But um I think you're that's probably the the closest to like an actual career person saying hey if you thought about doing email that's uh that's kind of interesting um so what kind of era was this was this sort of myspace or uh, so or, or of, where? uh 
for uh, starting for myself and my personal time or mm. when I was talking to the coworker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like when you were first kind of playing around with code. Oh, the first time. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to say, I think it may have been as far back as Angel Fire. Oh, wow. Might have been my, <laughs> my very first foray when I was in high school. Wow. Um, Angel playing Fire with Angel is... Fire. That takes me back. <laughs> yes, it was a while ago. <laughs> that was my first kind of time with code. And then and it did lead to GeoCities and it did lead to MySpace and even Tumblr. Um, mm. It just kind of continued on. And then uh, even WordPress as well. Um, a lot of the WordPress themes would be similar to what I wanted and would never quite be exactly what I wanted, though. And so I would kind of dig into the code and see what I can do to, to make it look how I prefer. Yeah, there's definitely like WordPress, you, you need to know a little bit of HTML, right? even if it's just to take out all the kind of shady SEO stuff that people add in and stuff like that into, <laughs> into uh, themes and things. <laughs> cool. Exactly. So, so then how did you end up at Zillow? Like you went, you sort of went into working from there? Oh, right. Yes. So I actually first went with Exact Target. Exact okay. Target was my very first, yeah, role. Um, and they were owned at Salesforce. Mm. but at the time, um, but I don't think they were fully merged yet. Um, and I, I didn't actually work in the Salesforce building in San Francisco until I want to say maybe a year and a half later after okay. starting. Um, so yeah, it was first exact target kind of morphed into Salesforce in a more official way. And then ended up at Zillow actually, um, after seeing a job listing, it, a lot of the work was very similar to what I was doing at Salesforce, but mm. I was really running into, um, making a, what we would call a framework at the time um, that was very similar to the foundation of what a design system is, but it was all with clients. And so we would create this for them, hand it off, give it documentation as well, walk someone through it, but it would end up kind of stuttering out eventually. So whether that one contact person with the client we were working with um, took it on and then, then maybe they left that company. And so then that's why it kind of fell apart or maybe they just needed a little bit more hands-on throughout to work on it and, and keep it going. And because our contract ended, we didn't get to continue. And so it kind of petered out that way. So it was just kind of like <laughs> this endless cycle of like trying to get it going, yeah. but because I wasn't internal at those companies or because we didn't have a constant contract with them to help keep it going, it just would kind of fall. Okay. Um, and with Zillow, the role that they were looking for was really trying to get that type of thing going, um, but internal and in a more permanent way. And that's how I ended up at Zillow. That's interesting. So, like, and that's been a few years now, right? You've been there two or three years? Yes, now yeah. it's been, oh, I think three years. I think I might be coming up on four this fall. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you get, like, as a perk, do you get a sort of free house or something at some point? Uh, I, I hope so i don't know if that's <laughs> yeah. actually the case <laughs> here's your 10 years just pick pick something off the website um <laughs> that'd be cool um so that's interesting because this idea of like templates and things right it's, it's not necessarily a new idea but it seems like in the last year or so we've really been talking about email design systems as a as an actual thing um so i guess what what do you think the differences are then? So, like, you know, it might be sort of five, ten years ago, we had master templates, right, in terms of a bit of HTML that we kind of went back to and we used again and again. Um, but it feels like email design systems are a much bigger piece of that. Like, what's what's the difference there? 
Definitely. Uh, I would say the difference really comes down to how we, we look at the, the master templates. So I kind of describe it as Lego pieces, and that's definitely a favorite analogy mm. <laughs> amongst uh, design system folks. <laughs> Uh, but instead of, you know, a one set layout, I really like to give the example of, let's say you have a master template that has an email hero headline image copy and then the button. And then below that, let's say you have a two column secondary. And that's always the master template, let's say, for the news of the month, right. uh, the newsletter that goes out. Um, but usually in the past, that master template wouldn't change. You wouldn't be able to maybe, say, bump that. Uh, CTA above the copy to see how that performs, even though it's a small tweak, or maybe bump that headline below the image for whatever reason, or change that two-column secondary to a three-column secondary. Um, usually, in in the past, because that's a master template, you would have to like get someone to code that difference, and then you have a secondary template that's similar to that. But it would kind of be the same story over and over if you ever wanted to change anything. Um, and so, doing the design system style with these Lego type pieces, these modules of each of those layout areas so you can mix and match and do what you need to um, is very much more of a design system way of thinking. Um, and then also going down another layer, it's not just each of those Lego module pieces. We're getting down into like, okay, that headline, what size is that headline? Is that always the size for H1 headline across the board so we can keep that design consistent? thinking about the CTA, okay, what's the size of that CTA? What font is it using? What color is it using? Do we have variations? Why do we use those specific variations in certain scenarios? It just goes really, really deep into all of that thinking from the very tiny details up to the bigger picture of an entire layout for an email send. Okay. So that's, so you're moving away from, yeah, like this idea of you might have whatever, five or 10 master sort of templates into one big kind of modular series of shapes that you can then use and, and sort of pick and choose which pieces you need and that kind of thing. Exactly. Okay, cool. Um, and I guess, so that's, that's interesting because it, it obviously brings a huge amount of efficiency, right? So you can save, um, save a lot of time. Um, you can build your HTML once and that kind of stuff. Um, right. But it also, I guess you run the risk of, giving too much flexibility if you're not careful <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so what um so I saw you do a talk a while ago around this um how would you manage like so say you've kind of built a, a design system and you've kind of gone through the process and maybe we talk about the process or how you arrive at them in a minute but um how do you help people from going the wrong way with the design system <laughs> right yes I, I think I remember I, I don't know if I shared this in my brain at this point it kind of blurs <laughs> together or someone else did but there was this great example of uh, Legos actually and it showed uh, the, the Lego box for the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars okay. and with the pieces that match the Millennium Falcon you put that together it looks like the Millennium Falcon all the grays, each piece, it makes sense. It looks like what you see in the movie, mm. but without the instructions. And if you're just given a giant box of Legos that may or may not apply, someone can end up with a millennium Falcon that barely looks like the millennium <laughs> Falcon. And maybe it's 10 different colors and cobbled together. Ah. So you kind of run that same kind of risk yeah, that's a good <laughs> with analogy. design systems. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so uh, really trying to help with that, uh, it was the big learning process for myself. And I'm sure there's other people that kind of went through this if they're doing their own design system, but definitely giving everything and just kind of a big box of components being like, here you go, without any guidance, <laughs> uh, definitely ends up in some interesting results. And it's been a combination of things to help guide people to, to use it. I guess the, I, I don't want to say the correct way. Cause you never know there's, there's scenarios where um, maybe our correct way of the past isn't going to work in the future. Right, so yeah. I always hesitate a little bit saying the correct way, but in the preferred way, I guess <laughs> is, is a good way to say it uh, is through um, documentation, which is a way that I really like harped on in the beginning. And then realizing that documentation isn't always quite enough. Um, if you ever look at a, a long instruction doc or even we you know we buy furniture and there's instructions and sometimes our eyes kind of glaze over and it's like oh, I'll figure it out so I, I think that that applies sometimes with documentation it's helpful but it won't quite be the way for everyone um, so also having onboarding sessions with anybody new that joins our team that's going to be building or designing email showing them the component libraries and all the modules we have to go and email. Also having examples. Um, I think that's the biggest one and the biggest win that we've been having at Zillow is having examples of different ways you can combine these modules for different purposes. We also have some suggested uh, module combinations for people, depending on what they're trying to do. But Zillow is so big, we can't really consult on an individual level of which modules they should pick. And so it's kind of a, a, a here's examples, this is what we recommend, and then go ahead. And that's been a little bit more structured, but also while allowing the freedom for them to make decisions on, on what combinations to use. And, and it's been working out really well. That's interesting. So what's the kind of shape of the team at Zillow? Like, um, so your role now is the, is it email design system manager? You're, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a unique title. <laughs> yeah, maybe in the world at this point, which is really interesting. I think it's a, a, a good role. I think more, more companies should have that kind of role. This episode of Email Talk is sponsored by Taxi for Email. If you're an email marketer, you need Taxi. We help everyone on your team make their best email. Designers and developers build awesome email design systems with Taxi. They build out their best HTML, then they use Taxi Syntax to precisely set out how it is then used by content writers, so you can give them the flexibility they need whilst keeping everything on brand and keeping your code intact. Copywriters in Taxi focus on content and not code. They write directly into the email, so they're creating everything in context. That means you can create better content that engages people more and ultimately gets you better results. If you're a marketer, you can dig into things like segmentation, personalization, managing link tracking, making multiple versions of things, and most importantly, you can see what everyone on the team is doing and help them along their way. And once you're done, you can sync Taxi with whatever platform you use to send email. If that sounds good, we'd love to show you more. Go to taxiforemail.com and hit request a demo so we can chat about how Taxi can help your team create their best email. I was speaking with someone once, I can't remember who it was. It might have been uh, Newt from Email Geeks. Um, but she, she was saying, um, whether she was working at the time, that um, email's done kind of by three people, but kind of by 300 people. Like, 
you tend to have a sort of small team that makes it, but a lot of people who are involved in some way. Um, so what what does that kind of look like for you guys at Zillow? Like, is that, does that kind of work as a, an analogy for you? Yeah. Are? That analogy is very spot on. Um, so it's been interesting at Zillow because when, when I first started, I was definitely only focused on one business line. So for context, Zillow has many business lines. There's many different ones in our umbrella and you can think of them as brands too. We just internally say business lines. Um, and I was supporting one specifically and, and made a design system for them and then uh, for email and then the, the need kind of grew other other groups were saying oh we want to use that too can we use it and then so on and so on until it just became this huge thing so at this point uh there there are three of us there's myself i have a dedicated developer and a dedicated designer and and by wow. dedicated i mean like all they work on is email and that's, that's it that's the dream uh yes <laughs> I, it's been uh something i i really worked hard towards uh, selling the idea of, um, and why, and, and really working on that one business line and, mm. and showing how well it works, even though I was like doing all the things <laughs> I was doing the design and the development, <laughs> I, I was explaining how, like, look how much we can accomplish with something like this. If we, if we take this model and use it for Zillow for all of our email, we mm. can get a lot done, but I definitely can't do it by myself. So that's where that dedicated developer and, and designer came in. Um, and so now it's been, I want to say about three months that we've been an official team together. I, I did have a developer for almost a year dedicated, um, but it was kind of in a, an official sense um, through contract and was able to make it more permanent. And the intention is having this centralized email design system team that's dedicated helps put together all those pieces all those Lego pieces, all the brand information for each one of those business lines, and then disperse it around the company for all those hundreds of people that are touching and making email here. Cool. So you've got, so there's literally hundreds of like other people that are making email in some way. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. So it's, I'm, I'm always interested in this because it shifts from a team that is, that has to do all the things, I suppose, <laughs> to a team that is empowering other people to do it in the kind of exactly. structured and, and sensible way, I guess is where the challenge is. Um, so how does, so Zillow, um, how do you do that? Like, do you kind of give them, I mean, I kind of know the answer to this, but <laughs> I will, uh, um, for the purposes of being a, a, a sensible person, um, as, um, <laughs> uh, how do you take, so say you've got your code, how do you, mm -hmm. um, how do you get those people to be able to use it in a kind of way that works for them? Yeah, we definitely lean on a few things and actually there's, there's some that you might know, not know quite <laughs> yet. So I'll, I'll share that. So yeah, we yeah. kind of have two, two things going on at the same time. So I mentioned all those business lines, but we also have um, kind of two sides of the house, I like to say. And there's definitely our product side. So more about the transactional email, things that happen directly when, when users take an action in any of our, our products through our business line. And then we also have our marketing side of the house, which is very much everything else <laughs> that okay. goes out the door for email. <laughs> Um, so there's kind of two minds about it. The, the product side is such a big side of things and it's one that I didn't support in the past. And each team is very much doing their own 
thing and have been for a long time. So what my team is doing is making efforts to kind of discover, okay, what's everybody doing? How does it work for them? What are their pain points? And then we're going to figure out um, how to best work with them. It might be a little bit different for each team. Some teams are a little bit more hands-on or a little, other teams are a little bit more hands-off with mm. the code. Um, and so we're, we're working through that. Um, I'm going to figure that out, that side of the house out. Um, but for the marketing side of the house, there's definitely a lot of folks um, working. They don't have an engineering team on the marketing side, like the product side does. Okay. So without having the ability to code themselves, we really leaned on a taxi for email to house all of that code that we have for a design system, because it's able to hold all that code and then put it in a WYSIWYG style editor. Well, it is a WYSIWYG style <laughs> editor um, and to, for people to be able to put together email. Um, we just, you know, I, I couldn't clone myself. And even my team of three, we can't clone ourselves. And and Taxi for Email really is almost like cloning our team to help support everybody to empower themselves to be able to make email and know that it's going to work and render correctly and know that the branding's correct and know that the logo's correct because it came through Taxi for Email, which is supported by us. Cool. That's uh. I feel like we might not need to do a sponsor read for this one. Um, <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah, so um, it's interesting. I, I'm always sort of fascinated by the split between transactional and, and marketing um, in that sense, because quite often they're owned by different teams um, uh-huh. and they're sort of different disciplines and especially more product-driven companies. They're sometimes owned by the product team because it's it's a thing that the product does you know it's the app the app is sending the emails rather than right. i suppose marketing as a you know the old older school version of marketing is get attention and just blast it out or whatever which i appreciate that's not where we're at now but um mm-hmm. yeah it's always interesting how uh at the end of the day you know a user sees both and it's from the same brand and they're not sitting there going well this is from the engineering team so i'm gonna engage with it differently somehow (laughs) um so yeah so how do you make sure that the two teams work together like do you have uh have anything there to make sure that the sort of overall journey is sort of joined up and you're putting the same message across the right message across different sort of disciplines i suppose Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we're making those efforts now and especially because it wasn't something that anyone was really, no one had a a bird's eye view, I will say in the past Mm. of, of all the emails that everybody's seeing. We, we knew people were receiving those product transactional style emails and we knew they were receiving marketing and once in a while there'll be crossover because maybe there, an email would have a little bit of both of the transactional with some marketing flavor added to it, perhaps to upsell something, Mm. but it just wasn't, really in place for someone to take a look at that at a high level. So now my, what my team is doing is like I mentioned, meeting with everybody, doing some discovery, but also um, the documentation piece becomes really important. And also just making it known throughout the company that we exist because we're so new and also design systems for email is just a newer concept. I think for many people, if, if you're not already in email, Um, so getting on their radar and we're doing a lot of consulting work at this point. And and that's part of onboarding is working with, uh, the product side of the house and sharing the files, design files that we have based on our design system, um, with those designers, meeting with engineers to show what code we have available for them to use today. 
Um, and then just, just constantly keeping in communication. I, I do feel sometimes like, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but I'm definitely the person that, you know, would be knocking on a door like, hello, I'm this person. I do this. How can I support you and what you're doing? And this is what we're trying to accomplish. Can we help you with your pain points? I'm definitely I'm almost like a salesperson for the yeah. design system, just to get it on people's radars, making sure we're all using the same branding, keeping everybody on the same page. Um, that's, yeah, there's a lot of that going on too. <laughs> that's interesting because a lot of people, a lot of people are on board with email and they think it's a good idea and they, you know, they kind of agree with the ideas of doing it. It's sometimes the challenge is making sure that everyone is is going in the same direction, I suppose. So a design system is a good way to to codify some of that stuff, I suppose. Yeah. Um, which is, is pretty cool. Um, so how to so say there's a sort of new person coming on board or a new team that you start working with or whatever, how do you get them up to speed with like the you know the get them on board with the design system and get them using it like are there any sort of specific things you do there i definitely do i i always meet with folks and it may seem like it's not very scalable but it, it works out pretty well when there's someone new you know we don't get a influx of 50 new people but i think even then that would be manageable mm. um but i i really always hold like a, a 30 minute you know design system 101. I don't call it that. I, <laughs> I mostly say, uh, onboarding, okay. <laughs> but it's, it's really, uh, just a series kind of explaining like we did earlier about the difference between master templates versus a design system. Just explaining that in a, a very simple way really helps people better understand it, um, rather than just throwing them in the deep end and, and saying, here, this is how we do it here. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it really is a, about a, a change for everyone, whether it was when I first started and, and first rolled it out, because even the current people didn't work that way before. So there was a little bit of that. And so anybody new, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. I don't necessarily know where um, they were working before, or how they worked before. So I really have to help bridge that kind of way of thinking into design systems. And then the next step after just explaining those differences and getting their head wrapped around it um, I will do a demo usually uh, through Taxi for email, whether or not they're using Taxi at this time, because just seeing it in action really helps people um, gain that understanding as well. And I've noticed that combo, along with being available through things like open office hours where people can just drop in and, and chat with me or the rest of the team, um, if they're struggling with understanding anything or if they're struggling with finding what they need, um, they can talk to us directly. So it's kind of a three-pronged approach that's uh that's really smart like i think especially new people and you know whether they're onboarding as a new person to the company or they've previously been involved in email in the company elsewhere or whatever like there's a lot of weird definitions of email like if you say email template to someone it could mean anything like you know it we've had conversations with people and, and actually what they mean by template is the final HTML that, that is getting sent rather than a tool that's used to make email. Right. So I think, yeah, having that kind of, here's what it means for us is, is really valuable. Like if you're, if you make assumptions, sometimes it, it doesn't go well. So yeah, a bit of kind of here's here's the basics, even though you, you maybe know this before, but here's, here's what it means for us is, is important. Um, Definitely. So in terms of 
So you've done a lot of email design system work, right? Like, what do you think are the keys, um, or the what do you think is the key to making it happen successfully? Like, where where are the kind of pitfalls? What can go wrong? Oh man, there's a lot of ways it can go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when I think back, um, so definitely, as I mentioned before, I, I came to Zillow and a lot of the the seeing the those initial days of what would become a design system. Uh, kind of fail after working with clients. And I definitely know that it's needed to have at least one advocate for the design system that supports it actively, um, if not a, a group of people. And it's been really interesting to hear from others. But so in our example at Zillow, we have this centralized team that helps support it. And then before that it was me. So there was always someone there supporting and advocating for it to help make it successful. Um, I really love hearing this story through Ted Ghost and Stack Overflow, where for them it was volunteers interested in supporting it that would constantly support it. Um, but the the common theme, no matter what, is there has to be someone who supports it. Otherwise, it just sits there and collects dust and it will fail. Okay. Um, I would say that's the number one. Uh, that if you don't have sense. someone dedicated, it just, you know, no, no one's using it. People forget about it or, you know, people are so busy with their other uh, priorities and their other tasks and if if they're not given time to focus on it then it, it's going to go away and it's not going to work yeah i guess once and, and i guess the danger is once it's accepted not to use it or there's this kind of myth that it's out of date or something like that then that's where people go go rogue right because it's okay yeah. not to do it anymore um, exactly yeah and i would say through that actually there's kind of a second layer through that advocating for it or support of it through that person or persons. Um, there's also a piece of really supporting everyone who's using it um, through the change. Uh, I think this is something that I didn't really know I would end up doing and it just came out naturally. And as I learned more about even design systems outside of email is helping people through okay. that change and through this new style of working. Um, I really, really like this, uh, reference to a model called the ADKAR model. So it's A-D-K-A-R. Okay. Um, and that's really walking through people um, each step. So making them aware of the change, so awareness for the need of the change, um, the desire to support the change, getting them on board, um, knowledge of how to change, ability to demonstrate those skills, and then reinforcement. And I, I think of awareness being kind of like that onboarding piece, um, desire, to change, to use this is uh, really pointing out the pain points that used to exist before that the design design system addresses. Um, so I don't need to worry about remembering the exact size and shape of the button and which font it used and the exact details um, because it's already there in this design system and I can focus on the content and what we're trying to achieve through the content. Um, and the knowledge of how to change, walking them through that onboarding, showing them a demo, um, being available through those open office hours so they have that knowledge whenever they need it and then ability to demonstrate skills that one's a little bit trickier i feel like that one's almost like the carrot of like keep <laughs> using it keep using it like you'll get rewarded um but really i, I see that kind of happening naturally with design systems once people start using it they're like oh this is a lot easier and more efficient and we can focus on the content rather than like being bogged down by like oh it's not rendering right now look why is that happening mm. um and then the reinforcement is just they see that success and how much it helps. And 
and that piece, um, being the advocate for the design system, not just on why it works, but helping people through the change is the, the biggest combination to, to help. Otherwise, it, it will definitely fail. That's, that's really cool. I've not seen this model before, but it makes total sense. Like, um, yeah, like quite often, even though we want it to happen, the approach is like, we'll build it and then they'll come and quite often they don't. Like, um, right. <laughs> so yeah, like this, this model is, is really smart. Like, yeah, Adkar, I'll put that uh, a link to that on the, on the, the website for this, uh, this episode. Um, cool. That's a, that's a, a bunch of really good, uh, information there. I just need to, uh, I'm going to have to listen back and, and decompress on some of this. It's a, um, I'm I'm really excited about how Zillow uses um like email design systems because there's a lot of uh there's a lot of kind of talk about how we should do stuff and it's quite rare that you actually see it actually happen. Um so it's it's been really interesting seeing how you're how you're you're doing stuff and I think having a team that is dedicated to it is is really key. Like you're right, it does need an advocate and it needs um it needs not constant updating, but it needs to be a living thing. It's not just something that happens right. once and then that's it, right? Right, exactly. Um, and I, I have a really good example for that too. Uh, we went through that one business line I was dedicated to before. We went through a, a rebrand. Okay. And if it were a project, if the design system were a project that we did once and maybe you know we, we got it done and then no one was focused on it anymore because we were done with it. But mm. then we go through a rebrand. If those same people that worked on it before weren't here anymore, how do we pick that back up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it's, it's really a living thing. We have to keep going back to it. And then also things like, you know, rendering in, in inboxes, things can change as, as you know, <laughs> people know very well, sometimes without warning. Mm. So <laughs> there's possibility we have to go back to that, uh, code of the design system that baseline code and, and make a change at that system level to make sure everyone is supported and will see the correct rendering rather than everything being broken so it is right. i i described it once as the garden you have to keep tending to it and <laughs> to your point it's a design system's a living thing yeah having someone dedicated to to the upkeep is, is important too um yeah like that the, the garden garden works really well doesn't it <laughs> um i guess one thing that's going on there as well is moving out of the habit of taking last week's email and changing it a bit rather than like and, and instead having a central piece of html that is the sort of canonical bit that we always start with is a good sort of mind shift to have um cool so um we're coming up to uh to our sort of half hour now so to, to finish up if you could change one thing in around how email works in in general whether you know whether it's a concept or a specific thing, what would that be? Uh, it would be Outlook. <laughs> <laughs> I, awesome. I definitely code for it, and I always keep it in mind. And in a, in a small way, I I like the challenge in theory um, of making sure that things still look good in Outlook. But it, yeah, every once in a while, like man, if we could just get Outlook to be a little better, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> I was trying to, I was doing some, a bit of code the other day. I don't really code that much anymore, but I was, um, I was trying to do a full width background, like whole page, um, image background. Oh, uh -huh. And it's, it's chaos. Um, for start, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a thousand percent, not a hundred, but 
you know it's got that forced margin on it it's basically impossible yeah. to get rid of it even with vml um so it's yeah <laughs> Yeah, it it really is chaos. I I can't remember what it was as troubleshooting. It's been a while, especially now <laughs> I have a dedicated developer. I'm not developing as often mm. or as much. Um, but there was something for Outlook that I was trying to fix and kind of banging my head on the table. Eventually, I figured it out somehow. I don't. I like that's how far it went. Where I like I don't even know how I got here, but now it works, and I don't know why. <laughs> but I I'm gonna accept it. Thank yeah. you, Outlook. <laughs> it's very much like it works. Don't touch it. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a what's a book that has changed your your life whether it's work or personal yeah I really I'm a big fan of Vonnegut and um I think I think I may have read read a uh, cat's cradle first okay. um but that was the one that had big impact on me regardless of of all the books that I've read by him um just such a variety of concepts in that book and at a time in my life wrote I really needed it, you know, those mm. formative years, um, talking about critical thinking and also just the, the complexity of being human and the complexity of, of our lives in general and, and how humans, we, you know, we can be very strong, but we're also very fragile creatures mm. and not just physical, emotional too. And, and so being kinder to myself and others is, is really important. And just that book in general, I can talk about it all day. I've I've not read it, but I will find it. Yeah, that like, I think increasingly with you know sort of AI and things like that. Like, but in in general, we have a, a lot of technology with us, and technology is not to use a pun, but very binary, and people aren't. <laughs> and sometimes we forget that, and we we build systems that don't really work for humans if we're not careful. Um, Definitely, yeah, yes, and I I think it's funny. It's we're talking about a book, but this kind of leads me to. Um, my past before working in email, which I was also an administrative assistant, a receptionist, a waitress. And, and a lot of that is very, um, working with people all mm. the time and, and helping to support them. And I, I really see those skills and that knowledge. And then even like learning through this book about how, how humans are not binary to your point, <laughs> um, how that helps feed into like helping, uh, a design system be successful is because you're working with people and sometimes people do struggle with change and we, we have to help them through that and, and help them be successful using something like a design system. So it all comes together. Yeah, absolutely. That um, I, I say this a lot, but I think everyone should work in some kind of service industry. Um, oh, as, yeah. So at some point in their life, ideally somewhere at the start so that they can, Take, take the learnings into other roles but yeah there's there's a lot to learn from working with people um absolutely so that takes us to our the three things about you so um yeah spoke to rapper eminem on the phone used to teach <laughs> spin classes at local gym um or once ran a blog all about geeky things See, all of these things seem plausible. I, I absolutely would <laughs> pin the blog on you. Like, I know that you do a lot of geeky things. So that's, I feel like that's, that a, one that's is... completely in your wheelhouse. Um, I'm gonna Am go... I, should I tell you? Yeah, I'm going to go with the gym. Or... I reckon speech to the spin classes. I feel like that's some kind of, there's a, there's a little bit of truth in there, but it's not the whole story. The spin class one is the lie. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, mostly because I, I do love, uh, classes things like spin class or or even I, i've been taking a boxing class or i did before mm. everything the world <laughs> changed yes. um but 
yeah, that was something I always wanted to do. Um, is teach a spoon class. I just, I just didn't do it. And maybe one day. <laughs> you should do. There should be like some kind of marketplace for Peloton classes. Then you can yeah, just get on help that. me become an instructor. Yeah. <laughs> for Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened with Eminem then? How did you end up on the phone to Eminem? Did he call up about the design system? Oh yes, uh, oh, only. <laughs> no, what's really funny? I remember. I think I want to say I was in high school. It's back when he came out with the song "My Name Is" his oh, okay. very first, like big, big song. Yeah. Um, and he happened to be on the local radio at the time. I was living in San Diego, California, and they said, you know, call in with your questions. You know, he wasn't famous enough to not do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I decided, I'm like, oh, let me just call. I didn't really have anything in mind, but I called and I actually got through. Oh, wow. And I said, oh, you'll be on with him next. Get ready to <laughs> ask your question. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and just on the spot, I just decided to ask him about the video for my name is. And I don't know if you recall, but he's dressed up as all these different characters and yeah, yeah. people. And, and I was just asking how did you come up with the idea for that video and dress up as all those characters? And he was just saying it was a collaboration between him and Dr. Dre that came up with it. So that's yeah, cool. fun little random thing that <laughs> happened. <laughs> that that first EP, I think it's maybe before uh, Slim Shady LP, but like there were a lot of little skits with like recorded interviews, like with people calling up and things like that. And he was being, being, uh, I guess uh, what we, what we would now call, juvenile <laughs> um, yes <laughs> so you maybe dodged a bullet there <laughs> That's a good I, I did get lucky he yeah. was very polite and friendly so <laughs> <laughs> I like it when uh like not that I've met a, a huge amount of these sorts of people but like people who have a persona that's very whatever aggressive or abrasive and then you sort of meet them in person and they're just super nice like <laughs> yeah it was definitely that experience over the phone with him yeah um cool so um where can uh, where can people find you and and get hold of you and uh, yeah give give you a shout on the internet? Uh, definitely Twitter um, at sent by Crystal. Um, okay. It's kind of funny to me though. I, I keep thinking about changing it, but it's been so long now. I'm just leaving <laughs> it because I don't actually physically send the emails anymore. I'm just okay. building a system behind it, but it's too late now. That's <laughs> what I went with sent sent by Crystal. <laughs> cool. Um, Crystal, thanks so much. This has been really insightful and I think it's, uh, yeah, it's been great to sort of dig into your mind and all of your kind of thoughts on email design systems. Um, yeah, cheers. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much to Crystal for joining us. We've got lots more to come on Email Talk. You can find us on your favourite podcast player and also at emailtalk.co. There's two things you can do to help us. If you can, we'd love you to leave a review or a rating on iTunes. And also, please share this podcast with other people that you know who work in email. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Bye.